Hello and welcome to a special edition of the podcast, Are We Nearly There Yet? My name's Professor Andrew Sherry and this month I'm talking to early career professionals about their journeys so far to discover who they are and what they're made to do and their aspirations for the future. Today I'm talking to Amma Salah, who is a strategic advisor at the National Nuclear Laboratory. Welcome, Amma, and thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, Andrew. Really pleased to be here. Lovely. So, Amma, you grew up in Yemen and then moved to Cardiff. So tell us a little bit about that transition and then what were you like at school? Yeah, sure. So I was born in Yemen, um, 1994. So that was the, the start of a civil war in Yemen. And um, don't remember too much about it myself, but my, my mother always reminds us and tells us stories about how she would be you know, on the way to the hospital and in labor, and she could hear explosions and rockets kind of left, right and center. So you know, quite an intense place to, uh, to be born into. My, uh, my father took the decision at the time to move us over to the UK and um, sort of a standard immigrant story really, with a bit of a twist actually in that he was, um, he was an architect. He, you know, he, was one of the, he was exceptional at school and uh, at the time was sent to, uh, to the Soviet Union. Uh, so spent several years learning Russian, uh, spent several more years training to be an architect and, uh, you know, came back to Yemen and, and set up his consultancy. So he left that all behind him and brought us over to the UK. And it oh. turned out when we got here that his degree wasn't recognized. So he was kind of stuck between a, a rock and a hard place. He got a job as a bus driver and uh, he's been doing that for the past sort of 20, 30 years. So he, you know, kind of accepted the fact that his future is, you know, written off to a degree. And he made it his mission to make sure that, you know, his kids, you know, me, my brothers and us, my sister, we, you know, we get, we make the most of the opportunity of being here. Mm -hmm. And he saw the key to that being education. So the, you know, the, the die was almost cast for me quite early on. And um, my, my attitude to school was always, you know, very focused. And I always had my dad's sacrifices in the back of my head. So, you know, I, you know, it developed a, a determination, it developed a resilience. Even I wasn't the brightest, I wasn't the, you know, the cleverest. Mm -hmm. I wasn't the one who answered all the questions. But I would come home and if I didn't get something, I would learn and I would teach myself. And, you know, my dad was relentless. We'd have school lessons, we'd come back home and we'd have extra lessons with my dad. And um, it just sort of, you know, it developed a focus um, and, a, and a resilience that I think carried me through school, through university, through now today, actually. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, in terms of school, I think my attitude was, was shaped a lot by, you know, the surroundings of, around me and, and my yes. father as well. And a little bit by myself, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And um, what an amazing sort of role model, I guess, in terms of sacrifice that your dad made for you and your, your brothers and sister. Um, and to have that as an, as an example, did, did you find that put a lot of pressure on you or was that something that you... Were, were happy and willing to you know sort of go through yeah I mean um at times there was pressure mm. um but it wasn't something that um was uh, you know didn't enable us to do the best that we could it wasn't mm. something that was a barrier it was no. something that was always you know extremely supportive um and you know my dad's sort of dream wasn't that we would go off and become sort of doctors and engineers and professionals it would be that we would do what we wanted to do right um and he really pushed that 
it just yeah. so happens we were all good at the sciences and and we kind of found our way found yeah. our way there um but but no real pressure just you know a phenomenal amount of support oh isn't that fantastic what what a great story and um i'm sure he's very proud of you now and what, you, what you're doing so um so you did go on to university you went to sheffield to study chemical engineering um was it always going to be a chemistry related subject and then why, why the chemical engineering yeah yeah I mean you know, I always wish I had a sexy answer to this question <laughs> um I was good at chemistry um I was good at sciences spoke to my careers advisor she pointed to chemical engineering and you know spent the past you know the next four or five years studying chemical engineering um so and it was simple as that for me I always wish that I had some kind of calling or something like that <laughs> um having said that though towards like you know my final year of uni I did have two sort of job offers in front of me. They could have been more different. One was going to work in a bank and the other was, was NNL. And, right. you know, I felt really conflicted at the time because, you know, I had two, two, two really different uh, opportunities. Mm-hmm. Going to work in London, um, you know, there's that whole hustle and bustle and that lifestyle of, of being, in the early, being in your early 20s and working in London around my friends. I had a lot of friends there. And then the other was, you know, going to work in Cumbria, which was so far away from where I was at the time. And, you know, conflicted for a long time. Yeah. Ultimately, for me, it came down to, you know, thinking about legacy, thinking about what's important to me. And, um, you know, maybe it's a little bit of ego or, or something like that. But I've always wanted to face into the biggest challenges, you know, the world has seen. And yes. at the time, I felt like it doesn't get bigger than climate change. It doesn't get you know, more exciting than nuclear. So, uh, you know, that's the place that I wanted to leave my legacy. That's the place I wanted to learn, develop. Um, and yeah, here I am working with NNL. <laughs> I haven't regretted it ever since. And I managed to, to spend a year in London as well. So I scratched that itch as well. Well, uh, yes. And I want to talk to you about that. Um, just tell us a little bit about how do you think you changed during your university years? Because it's quite a formative time, isn't it? And you're on your own. And it's up to you to do the work or to engage in, you know, different activities and so on. So did you think it changed you as a person? I think it did. It changed me, um, I think, an awful lot. Before university, my, you know, my focus was around education. Uh, it was around, you know, doing the best I could, making my dad proud and um, making the most of being, you know, having that opportunity. And I couldn't understand. I used to watch the kids around me and I couldn't understand why they wouldn't take it seriously. I mean, now you kind of think back and you think, well, you know, it was a different world, but you know, I couldn't understand why they didn't take it so seriously. But then going to uni and kind of, you know, living away from the family and living away from everybody else, um, you learn to be yourself a little bit more. So, you know, I was finding myself that actually, you know, I did have a lot of different hobbies. Um, I would, um, I did a lot of my, my reading outside of chemical engineering whilst at university, you know, picking up um, sort of geopolitic type books, uh, picking up books around, you know, history, medieval history. Um, and just sort of, you know, I sort of found what I'm really interested in. And, um, you know, if I had that realization a little bit early on, maybe I wouldn't have done chemical engineering. Um, I don't know if anybody really chooses, you know, the degree that's right for them. But, yeah, I just sort of found, you know, what my real interests are and, and kind of, you know, what puts that fire in my belly. And I yeah. thought that that's what university did for me. That's really interesting. So then you did join NNL and pretty quickly you were seconded down to the Department for uh, Business Energy and Industrial Strategy, Bayes. What was that like going into a government government department and being part of that? Yeah, oh, that was that was brilliant. I mean, um, you know, I, I I mentioned before that I had an opportunity to work at a bank and I had an opportunity to work at NNL. 
Um, for a while, I regretted that decision because I thought if I'm going to do something that, you know, I'm, I'm not that connected to, then I might as well be paying, I might as well be paid a lot more money for it. Um, but then I went into Bayes, I went into government. And, you know, that's when I saw real impact. That's when I saw, uh, you know, game changing innovation, game changing programs that actually, you know, is dragging nuclear into, you know, the future energy mix. And I felt that I was at the heart of, you know, some of the key decisions around the industry. And, you know, I just got addicted to that sort of feeling of being impactful, making a change. Um, and, and for me, you know, that's something I really sort of want to take away and be able to, you know, manufacture in, in my roles and in my current role, my future roles, that the idea of, of making an impact. Um, and yeah, I loved every minute of it. It, it sounds like your time in Bayes really sort of reinforced your view about is it banking or is it nuclear yeah. and energy and the grand challenge because it kind of you could really see up close the big decisions being made in in government around climate change and actually were part of those decisions. Absolutely, absolutely. That's fantastic, isn't it? So you're now back at NNL, having spent yeah. uh, what about fifteen months or so down in London. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing today in your job. Yeah, so at the moment I'm in a, uh, an insights role, so it's a strategy role. Um, the idea is that, you know, we, uh, we're the part of the business that has the freedom to, to think about how, you know, the, the future of the industry is changing, be that technology, be that policy. Um, and what we should do as a lab, or what changes we should make as a lab to support the industry moving forward. Um, and, you know, that's sort of the role in a nutshell. And I really kind of found my element in what I'm doing now. That's good. That's good. Um, and what about your future? How do you see your career future unfolding from now? So I think for me, it's, um, you know, it's a question I do ask myself a lot and it's not an answer I often come up with. Um, but, you know, for me, like I said, it's, you know, I'm addicted to that, to that impact, making that impact, dragging nuclear into that future energy mix. And um, the truth is, I don't know. I don't know if, you know, that's going to be part of you know, one man band advocating for policy. I don't know if that's going to be part of government. I don't know if that's part of NNL or a university. Um, but I sort of, you know, when I put myself in the shoes of, of those people that are able to, you know, paint a vision of where the industry needs to go and plot that path of how to get there and, you know, inspire people and galvanize people and bring people together, that excites me. That's what I want to do. I don't know how to get there yet. Uh, you know, I've got a long time to figure out yet, but you know, that's what I want to do. I think that's fantastic. And we, and we need people who not only understand the detail, but also those who can take that more sort of helicopter view, you know, and have less detail, but a broader perspective. And I think you, you bring something of all of that into the role. So I think that's, uh, it's right. It's right for you. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, that's one of the, the important things for me is, is feeling like I belong. Um, because, you know, one of the things that, I, you know, I learned part of, you know, as part of my journey within and now is that I can belong. And I think that's so important and so underestimated. And I remember my, um, my fiance was sort of watching my fiance now, but a few years ago, she was asking me if I thought I was good at my job and um, sort of shrugged my shoulders and thought, you know, I'm not, I'm not great. I'm not exceptional. I think I'm okay. Um, because, you know, I did, a, I did a placement year just before that, um, an engineering mm -hmm. firm, and I bust my gut all year long. And I, you know, the prize at the end would have been a graduate program. Didn't get it. So I didn't make the cut. Right. Um, and I'm so pleased. I'm so glad that they made that decision 
because what I've learned is that it's so important for me to have to be in an environment where I do feel connected to what I'm doing and when I do feel connected to what I'm doing you know I learn much more intensely and I don't have to bust a gut um, and I'm you know I've been learning a lot about what that environment looks like and it's not a technical role it's not an engineering role you know it's that role where I am given that freedom to think about the future and think about what that means for for today um, and you know if you told me sort of three years ago that you know Amma you'd be sort of voted the, the you know the graduate of the year across the industry if you told me that um, you'd be sort of mentored by some of the most influential people in the sector. Uh, you know, I don't know what I've said. Probably just laughed in your face. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I do feel like the sky's the limit because, um, you know, that's not something I was sort of born with or something that's innate within me. It's, it's through that learning that when you belong, it's just a powerful feeling. Um, and it's so much energy within that that you can draw from. That's so, wonderful. yeah, brilliant. I mean, a lot of people do say, you know, breadth and depth and, you know, you need to figure out where you are still on that journey. Yes. Um, but I think you know the important thing for me is that I've learned that it's so important to belong. That's fantastic. Emma, thanks so much for sharing all, all of that story so far and uh, obviously wish you all the very best in the future. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks, Andrew. enjoyed this podcast to help others enjoy it too please subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and don't forget to rate and review thank you